You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcast. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trio on Facebook or Instagram. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows Trio programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former Trio staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with Trio. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Amelia, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. In this episode, we have Ralph Parson III, a Trio alum of Eastern New Mexico University's Trio Upward Bound program. Ralph is in the podcast to talk about his experiences in the Upward Bound program, his memories, and, uh, and reminiscing about everything that has happened in Upward Bound and post Upward Bound. Just for the audience, and I say this during the podcast, uh, Ralph is a personal friend of mine. Uh, he agreed to be on the podcast when I put the call out for alum and staff and participants to see if they wanted to share their story on the podcast. And what was exciting about uh, Ralph's episode is that you get to really hear uh, how our life uh, got kind of how we how we met. Um Oh, we did meet through band, but uh, to the is as hard as it is to believe. Your host, uh, I was a very shy person. I really um, I kept to myself. Didn't really talk to a lot of people. And then Upward Bound happened, and Ralph was the very first one to start coaxing me out of my uh, introvert shell. And uh, here in a minute, you'll you'll hear that story of. How Ralph was really a very social, very sociable person, still is very sociable, and uh, he just manages to bring out life in any situation that he's in. So, coming up in just a bit, Ralph Parson III, a personal friend of mine, and very happy to uh, be with him uh, in this podcast. Remember, if you would ever like to be featured on Let's Talk Trio, make sure you send us a message via Facebook, Instagram, or send us an email. At Let's Talk Trio, all one word, L E T S T A L K T R I O, at gmail.com. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Student Access, and Angelica Vialbando for continuing to sponsor the podcast. Thank you all so much. A special thank you to our listeners for you have not only helped us reach 30 episodes, we are gaining a nationwide audience which is extraordinary. Thank you so much. Continue promoting us. Please share us on your social media pages. Uh, hit those like buttons, comment, leave us, a, uh, leave us on review on any of the platforms you listen to. We are excited to be part of Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Podbean, and now we are featured on Spotify. Ooh. So make sure you leave and comment or review. Uh, it really helps us uh, target the audience uh, as far as people listening to our podcast without any further delay please sit back relax and enjoy this episode five four three two one. My guest on the podcast was born in Utah, but moved when his family was stationed in, to Ikonawa, Japan, where he spent seven years. 
He is an alum of the TRIO Upward Bound program at Eastern New Mexico University, or ENMU, joined Upward Bound in 1999 and had his first summer experience in 2000. His family was then transferred to Clovis, New Mexico, where he would live for the next 16 years. He is a graduate of Clovis High School from Clovis, New Mexico of 2002. He currently lives in Arizona with his kids and enjoys doing activities when he's not working. He serves as a customer service associate for Farmers Insurance. Please welcome my personal friend from high school and fellow TRIO Upper Bound alum from Eastern New Mexico University, Ralph Parson III. Ralph, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hey Juan, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me today. I am so happy to have you on. I'm doing good. How are you doing? How's family going for you? Oh, oh it's great, man. I got summer, summer with the kids, so I got all five of them out here, and it's just, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy, but crazy good time. A family of so five kids. That's a full house. Yes, it is. It yeah. is, and. It's amazing how quiet they can be at times. I mean, they're all just about teenagers now. So. Oh, wow. So I would imagine they would be making a lot of noise by now, but they're super quiet. Are they on their electronics or iPads or anything like that? For the most part. My son plays a lot of the PlayStation <laughs> with his uh, friends, uh -huh. so he's probably the loudest one when he's engaging in oh, his thing. Oh, I see. But That's a the girls are nice. They're, they're quiet doing their reading, and they've been really big on this TikTok stuff here recently <laughs> so you at least have a, a, an understanding of what tiktok is i Rod, uh, Rob, i have no idea what this tiktok thing it, it even is can you can you tell us a little bit about that so tiktok i would say if you remember vines those little seven second videos i do remember vines so take vines and explode that so now you've got um tiktok dances you've got uh, times where you can just make uh, short little clips of videos where you know you just talk maybe send a message or something I see a lot of um, people do like cosplays oh you get to look at like different anime characters mm -hmm. um, some a lot of the big things that I've been seeing is a lot of um, darker cosplays so a lot of skeletons and ghouls and oh, demons I see. yeah oh wow but they're they're tasteful and they're funny you know, yeah. some of them are funny. So it's, it's a nice reprieve from everyday life, you know? Yeah. Well, what they say with technology, as you get older, uh, some older folks just either stop understanding technology and they say, you know what, forget this. I don't want to even understand it. You seem to still hold on to your youth by understanding everything that comes out. I've got no choice. These kids, this technology <laughs> stuff. So you have to look at it because, I mean, with all technology, it makes it easier for, you know, people to get at you or your family. So mm -hmm. I have to stay on top of what's going on to protect my family, Absolutely. but at the same time to know what they're doing. So when they come at me with, hey, dad, can we do this TikTok dance? I'm like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So, Ralph, I got to say, you're on the cutting edge of parenting because I think a lot of parents would be intimidating, intimidated by new technology or even TikTok as uh, it would be really hard for one person to say, well, I understand what that means, but you seem to have a good grasp of kind of what is the new trend and the new things that are coming up. I generally catch them on the back, on the backslide, you know, TikTok gotcha. has been around for quite some time <laughs> and I am just now learning about it and getting into it, but once it comes to my attention and I'm looking at it, I like to delve into it so I know what my kids are looking at. Yeah. You know? Well, Ralph, I've always known you to be always uh, on the forefront, always educating yourself and always continuing to learn more. Uh, and that's what we're going to get into the podcast more is about kind of the type of person you are and what you brought not only to Upward Bound, but to where you currently work and how you currently manage life. So um, my next question to you, is uh, really, I, I'm still trying to process that it's been 20 years ago that we joined the Upper Bound program, and then 18 years ago that we graduated high school. How is that landing for you? Well, now I feel extremely old. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, but, oh, 20 years, Upper Bound, 18 years graduated. Yeah. Dude, it doesn't feel like it. I it mean, does, it, right? it, it does not, not even a little bit, you know, I still remember getting up early in the morning for, you know, 
marching band recitals, you know, oh, practicing. Yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember high school. I remember meeting up with friends for cafeteria or getting That's off right. to go to McDonald's or something, you know. But for it to have been almost two decades now since we've graduated is unbelievable. It's unreal, absolutely. Because when I look at our class and I you know and look at everybody that we were with Upper Bound, not only Upper Bound but our Clovis High School graduating class, none of us have really changed all that much. No, no. And I, I've seen that a lot too. I mean, there are people that were dating in high school that are still to this day married with, with families and happy, yeah. you know, yeah. and it, it's amazing to see that, especially when, you know, they look exactly like they did in high school. Oh yeah. But it, at the same time, it's amazing to see, but it's just, it's so, so baffling. Yeah. You know? It's like, I remember you as a, I remember you in high school. What are you doing with kids? You know? <laughs> right. It's like somebody should give these people licenses to have kids or, I mean, some people are doing extremely well having kids, but it's baffling to see. I, I agree. It's, it's kind of like dumbfounding. Like you have kids. Wow. How many? But I, wow. I love it. I yeah. love seeing it. You That's know? great. Because it makes me feel like, you know, life, life is still going on. No matter what goes, no matter what happens, you still move on and being, having a connection with some of the old high school buddies and stuff is, it's a great reminder. Yeah. Wow. So that reflection really brings up a lot uh, for just for the audience. Uh, Ralph and I were part of the same band in Clovis high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember waking up early in the morning and having to do marching band practice. Also waking up early in the morning to go to the, the Upper Bound Saturday meetings. Yeah, Saturday meetings. <laughs> Nobody wanted to give up Saturdays. No, but, no one. But Upper Bound was definitely a good, um, it was a good reason to give up a Saturday. I enjoyed my, my Saturday mornings at Upper Bound. Yeah, absolutely. Chris so, Yeah, go ahead, Ralph, sorry. Oh, I was just saying croissants from Burger King. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Then. It um, was. It was a lot of fun. So, Ralph, the audience got a little bit about you at the, at the top of the program. Can you tell us about your life growing up and how you transitioned to high school? How was that like for you? Oh, so I'm a military brat. So for me, a lot of the times when people think of military brats, they think of, you know, moving back and forth to so many different places. I didn't have that experience. So we went to uh, Okinawa, you know, when I was like nine months old, we stayed there for seven years and then stopped in Clovis, New Mexico, where mm -hmm. we were there for 16. So I was actually blessed to grow up in one location. Mm -hmm. So I had the same friends growing up all the way from fourth grade, all the way up through high school, most of the time. Uh -huh. And, it was a lot of, it was good. Um, I felt like I kind of missed out a little bit just because, you know, as I grew, I heard a lot of, you know, some of our students that came in from other, from other countries that are also military, they're talking about these different places they lived and I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they don't have, you know, friends that they've grown up with since fourth grade or fifth grade. And it did impact how I how I was going to school because I had consistency, you know, yeah. with you know, with my friends, with uh, the schools that I were I was in. So I didn't have to relearn or learn something new mm. every every chance that I had, mm -hmm. you know. So it was it was good. And so being with the same group of friends and then going into high school. Uh, were there any transitioning, challenging moments for you? I think for me, it was um, making sure that my grades counted now, you know, going from middle school and elementary where it's just like, oh, you got an F in math. You need to do better mm -hmm. to you got an F in math. You're not going to get into college like that. You oh, know? Yeah. Um, I think that was the biggest change for me mm -hmm. is trying to do good because I want to be able to do good going into you know college. And I yeah. need that opportunity. I needed that. I needed those grades to get me where I needed to go or where I wanted to go. 
Yeah. And so making that, yeah, making that transition uh, into high school, how did you hear about the Upward Bound program? How did you get involved? I actually, my dad got me involved in Upward Bound. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew nothing about Upper Bound until I had a meeting with uh, Doris. My dad I remember and- Doris. Yeah. Those, that was my first introduction of Upper Bound. Um, I had actually been struggling with uh, my grades, mm-hmm. uh, getting my homework in, doing the work in class. I, I wouldn't say that I was, I didn't know the, the material, but I didn't take the initiative to do it. I didn't care. I mean, homework, eh, whatever, you know, as long as I score good on my test, my grades are going to be good, mm-hmm. you know? So I focused on that more, but my dad saw it as more of an issue mm-hmm. and wanted to help me get better with mm-hmm. taking care of homework and setting up not just homework, but setting up um, life skills, you know, time management, um, learning how to prioritize projects and things like of that nature. My dad felt that this was something that, you know, I could benefit from. So I guess while he was, he was doing what he did, he found, he found out about the upper bound program. Mm -hmm. He spoke with Doris and one day at lunch, he shows up at the school with Doris and we have lunch and we talk about the upper bound program. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, she explained it to me and it sounded like, I mean, Summer school? Really? Who wants to do summer school? <laughs> I think that's everybody's right. Yeah, nobody wants to do summer school. But the way that she brought it up, it's like, okay, I'm going to be doing something over the summer. I'm mm-hmm. still, I'm, I'm not going to be at home, but I'll still be able to talk to my parents. I'm going to be hanging out with people that from my school, I, I might know them, I might not, but I also get to meet other people from other schools and other, other areas. Yeah. You know, and I get a chance to learn. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Let me try it. Go ahead. Getting a cameo from one of your kids? Yeah, she wanted a <laughs> Your kids are more than welcome to cameo, by the way. If they want to come into the podcast and say a couple of words, they're more than welcome to. Okay. I see. They all, when I start doing like video conferences and things, they all scatter. They don't like being seen. They don't like being heard. Yeah. They're more than welcome to say a couple words if they want. Say hi. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good. So this is Riley. Hi, Riley. Hello. She's my... Oh, you're eighth grade now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You're an She's eighth, grader. eighth grader. Whoa. She's going to eighth grade in the fall. She's also my little cross-country and track star. Right on. That's awesome. Soccer, my bad. And soccer. And soccer. You, for, you yeah. forgot the, the other one on there, Ralph. My bad. <laughs> She's doing. So do you want to say a couple words uh, about your dad? Like what? Well, so this is the uh, – so we're, we're a podcast, and you can say whatever you like. Do you like the activities that you and your dad do? Uh, do you like hanging out with him? Anything, pretty much. Um. <laughs> she has to think a little bit. <laughs> She's the thoughtful one. She is the she thoughtful one. Thinking. Yeah. We'll make sure that your whatever you say gets into the podcast. No, <laughs> we so we got a shrug and an mmm. So it sums it up pretty nicely. That's pre- I, I would say so. <laughs> oh, she's my eighth grader. Eighth grader. Mm-hmm. I've got a junior starter oh, next to you. You got it. Yeah. Got a junior. I got me a freshman and an eighth oh. grader. Yeah. As sixth Dang. grader. Oh my gosh. Dude, I'm getting old. Well, I'm right there with you, Ralph. I mean, I have a high schooler that's that's going into his junior year. I've got a, a middle one that's going into middle school and then still one in elementary. So I've got them spread out. But uh, yeah, I, I feel it. you. 
Oh, man. Juan, we're there, man. We are there. We've arrived, sir. We've arrived <laughs> to grown-up status. I don't want it. They can take it back. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you take it back? I mean, we could try. Yeah, no. I guess you're only as old as you feel, right? Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Ralph. I, I didn't mean to derail your train of thought, but I, I, we were in the middle of you talking about Upper Bound and how you joined. You had a lunch with Doris. You had a lunch with your dad. You got into the program because you figured, hey, it's people that are from your school and uh, might not be so bad after all for the summer. So, can you you want to start off from there or yeah so i felt like for me i like i like meeting new people i like learning people you know yes. I'm a people person i can you know, attest to my... that i can attest to that so, the more people i know I, I feel i feel richer you know the more people i know because yeah. then i can go to somebody else and bring something up and sure it's just i wanted this opportunity just so that i could do something more yeah you know, so I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll sign up. I'll go. I'll do the Upper Bound program. Um, and it's during the summer. And it's not like I was going to be doing a whole lot for my summer anyways. So why not? So with that experience in mind, uh, with, with those thoughts in mind, what was the experience like being an Upper Bound for you? I would say Upper Bound made my made my high school years. Oh, wow. That's, I looked, tell us about, I that. think I looked forward to the Saturday meetings. Mm-hmm. I looked forward to the summer, mm-hmm. not because I didn't have to go to school, but because I could see my friends. Mm-hmm. again. I could spend more yeah. time with my friends. Yeah. I was learning. I had to go to school in the summer. Nobody likes, nobody in school likes going to do an extra school. But I think that for me, it was a small price to pay to see my friends again, yeah. you know? So I loved being in Upper Bound. Yeah. It was the highlight outside of, you know, the band, the stuff we did with band. Um, it was really, it was the highlight for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I will uh, come in and say that. Uh, so we both, uh, again, for the audience, we were both in Upward Bound. We were both in band. Now, we had an opportunity to kind of know each other in band, but mm-hmm. I felt like Upward Bound bridged that getting to know each other a whole lot more than band did. And I'm not yeah. sure if you felt the same way. It did. Um, I think in band, your circle, I mean, you played clarinet. You were a woodpecker. <laughs> yeah. So your circle included, you know, Michelle and Selena and, you know, Tanya and some of the other, you know, clarinets and woodwinds. Sure, sure. Um, and you were with and, the Roddy Bunch with the baritones. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, my goodness, yes. Um, and then, of course, we're sitting right there back there by the, the tubas and, and trombones. Mm-hmm. So um, we didn't spend a lot of time talking because oh, we, we sat on sides. Yeah. You know? So we rarely interacted during band, but in upper bound, I mean, those things were gone. And the fact that we had band in common, we both came from Clovis. We're both going to CHS, you uh-huh. know, in, in being able to meet and meeting new people for the first time, the first thing you do is you look for something familiar. You know? Absolutely. We, yeah. had, we had a shared interest in band. So it was natural to gravitate to you. Oh, likewise. Um, I was like, I, I recognize this person. Yeah. Yeah. I know who this is. I'm going to go sit by him uh, because I don't know these other folks. And I, I get to know them, but this one, yeah. I can start here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it just grew and grew from there. And it's today, I still think of you as, I mean, you're my brother. Oh, yeah. Like brother from a brother from another mother. And from one brother to another, I felt like. Upper Bound gave us that opportunity to connect because uh, for me, I was a, an extreme introvert. I did not want to socialize, did not. I was like, let me do my work. I'm here to do work. And I was frightened to death knowing that there was going to be this whole social group around me, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. So when I, fought, when I saw you and when we started sitting there, I was like, I'm so glad I have somebody that I can at least talk to because I'm scared to death with this entire program. Oh, yes. I remember the... 
the big shy wand. You know, <laughs> kept to himself. And when you're sitting right next to you, trying to talk to you, still got to strain the ears because you kind of whispered. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> for me, meeting you was great because I felt like it was fun and it was a challenge to try and pull you out and get you to see, experience the world outside of an introvert. Yes. And you got to tell me what it was to, you know, buckle down and do what needs to be done. Mm. You know, that being, being to yourself and keeping to yourself is not a bad thing. Yeah. But I, I will give you a ton of credit because you helped me realize that it's okay to be social. Because when I saw you, you were a social butterfly. You would talk to everybody. I mean, you, it didn't matter what walk of life that you just were able to, you were so relatable, still very, you are still very relatable, personable, approachable. Uh, you're very charismatic still. And uh, so there was, there was areas where I was like, man, this, this guy knows how to connect with people. And you saw me see another world beyond just the, the, my four corners of my own world. Well, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad we were both able to, to gain from that. You know, it's amazing. And I loved Absolutely. it every moment of it. So your social skills actually helped the Upper Bound program because I feel like uh, the program administrators like Doris and Claudia and all of them really relied on your role to help other students assimilate and find harmony. Do you find that as a fair assessment? You know, I could say, I can, I can attest to that and say, yeah, because we did spend, I did spend a lot of time with them talking and, yeah. you know, especially when we brought new people in, I, I didn't realize it then, but, you know, every time I, I realized that every time they, we had new people, I was always part of that group that, that welcomed them in, no matter where yeah. they came from. Yeah. Um, so... That that being said, I mean, wow! I did not know. I mean, t till now, when you bring that oh, up, whoa, what? I did not realize that that's what they was doing with me. You were very much the face of the Upper Bound program as we were going through it. You were, uh, to me, it felt like the person that helped transition others to the program and introduce them to the program, and as they got used to it. They saw you, we, we all saw you as a leader, as a person that would help that transition of, hey, don't be scared. This is, it's, mm -hmm. our program is something different from high school, from what you've experienced. These are a wide range of people that are going through the same thing you're going through. And everybody saw you as that kind of that piece of, this person is helping me transition and is making me feel a little bit more secure about where I'm at. Yeah, I did have, I, I remember having a lot of those conversations with and it felt like a lot of the people that were coming through, I mean, they were the, the, the ones that were more shy mm -hmm. and wanted to kind of keep to themselves. Yeah. I think I gravitated towards them because naturally I want to pull them out and, and have them experience what we're doing. You yeah, know? Absolutely. So I do remember a lot of those conversations where it was, yes, it's scary. You know, you're, you're in a surrounding where you don't know anybody. Well, Mm -hmm. My name is Ralph. You now know me. So anytime you need something, my door's open. You know yeah. what room I'm in. You know what class I'm in. I can't hide from you. So yeah. if you need me, just just call me. I'm right here. And I'll be I'll be more than happy to, you know, answer any questions. If you just want someone just to sit next to you while you're mm -hmm. quiet, mm -hmm. sure, I can bring me a book. I don't mind. I like to read. Yeah. I remember our bridge year. I was very fortunate to be paired with you as my roommate because as, as seniors and going into our bridge program, we were able to experience something completely different. And you and I being paired, I was, I was very fortunate now that I reflect on it. It's like we connected uh, not only through Upward Bound, but our bridge year, we just really helped each other out, I felt. I think the bridge year was the scariest one because now we're not doing high school programs anymore. Oh, yeah. This is these are real college. This is, this is college. Yeah. This is what yeah. college is going to look like. Oh my gosh. I'm not ready for this. Cool. I got, I got smooth, cool Juan over here. Who's not going anywhere. And <laughs> he's nice and solid. So I'll, I'll stick with him, you know? And, you know, if I have questions, I can know I can go to Juan. He'll be able to help me, especially in Spanish class. 
Oh, I love the Spanish class. Spanish class. I think that was of all the classes we took, that one was the best. Yes, you know, I agree. Was, he was amazing. He was outstanding. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, kind of uh, bringing him back a little bit, what, what is your favorite memory of Upward Bound? Ooh, my favorite memory of Upper Bound actually was our talent show. Our talent? Oh, yeah. I rem- talent. We're going to have to play a clip for the audience if I can find it. I think I have a video of it, Ralph, somewhere. Oh, my but, goodness. Ugh. If you have that clip, I would love to see it. I but think I have the clip. Where you essentially abandoned me up on stage to sing in a language I don't speak very well. <laughs> but you did so great, Ralph. You did so wonderful. You did great. It was a great cover. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for the uh, audience, uh, Ralph and I, we, we did a, a cover, a Spanish, a Spanish song cover. Uh, as we were singing, uh, I left Ralph, and he was up there, you know, singing on his own and in Spanish. And that was super impressive, Ralph. Oh, my goodness. See, that's why I was glad to have had those Spanish classes. And you as my roommate, so that helped out too. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm glad that that's one of your favorite memories. I, I will say, I'm glad that that's one of your favorite memories. Uh, so after it's we grab- go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the one that I think about the most when I go back to Upper Bound. Um, the oh my goodness, we had etiquette classes. Yes, we did etiquette classes. We did. Oh my! Learning what fork to use with what meal, how to set up and properly set up a, a dining table. Yes. Nobody uses that. I'm never going to use that again. <laughs> oh, but I did that for three years. I can tell you the difference between a salad fork and a main fork and mm-hmm. a soup spoon and a regular spoon. You know, <laughs> oh man! I'm, but those were those are the experiences that. Outside of Upper Bound, I never would have had that. I never would have known that there's a different type of fork for everything. Absolutely same. I think that Upper Bound provided those opportunities, right, for us to be more acclimated to when those opportunities came up that we knew how to handle ourselves. Yeah, we had those. It was it was very diverse. Absolutely. Agreed. It was diversified in what it taught you, you know, not just how to be a good student, but how to be a, a good person. You know, how to be a functioning adult when you get there, you know? That, yeah. And I honestly think that without Upper Bound, I don't know that I would have gone to college at all. Hmm. Agreed. I, I, the same for me. I think when we talk about Upper Bound and our experiences, you know, schools always try to aim for this well-rounded individual. I feel like Upper Bound provides that finishing touch for yeah. for all of us, for us first-generation students is – how do you become a well-rounded individual when you don't have all the attention from either your high school counselor or from other resources that are, you know, supposed to be there to kind of help guide you along? I felt like Upper Bound was there to round us off. Yeah, definitely. Because I know in in school, it's hard to see your counselor because it I mean, is. your yeah. counselor has, you know, the school to work with. You know? Oh, yeah. I know in our college, our counselor stayed with us. So mm-hmm. our and I know our class, our graduating class, was over 300 students. Mm-hmm. You've got one counselor for 300 students. That is know? over. Yeah, that's already overwhelming the counselor by a lot. Exactly. And then, you know, upper bound, you know, we obviously they don't have 300 students over the summer. Yeah. You know, but so they're able to provide that, you know, that, that clear one-on-one, let me help you in a group type of setting that is – it's nice. And Absolutely. A lot of the instructors, I don't think that all the instructors were actual teachers mm-hmm. for every class. Some of them were volunteers that were really, they, they were knowledgeable in what they did. Yeah. So they took time out of their summer for doing whatever it was that they, they could be doing. Uh-huh. And they put us, they watched us, they monitored us, they kept us safe, you know? I remember, yeah, absolutely. I think I remember, and I, I think you'll remember this one as well, is uh, Mr. Leonard Leary, who taught communications and public speaking for us. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Leary was, the man was harsh. Oh, yeah, but he was. 
was he was extremely harsh, but I don't think that he was unfair in his harshness. Oh and no, he was really he was really straightforward with you. Okay, yeah, it was there was no there was no ifs ands or buts about it. If you slacked off, and he could tell, he called you out on it. Oh Wait yeah, absolutely. You know? But if you did an amazing job with your speeches while we were doing that, if you did great. He was right there. He was the first one to tell you how good it was. Yeah. I became a better public speaker because of his classroom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even being able to write English papers, what I became better at doing that from a communication class. I yeah. think the English class was great, but yeah. the communication class with Mr. Leary taught me how to write and how to speak and make sure my audience knows what's going on. Yeah, he's the one that taught me that it is not the audience's job to understand what you say. It is your job to say what you're saying in a way that your audience understands. Absolutely, that and that always will always stick in my memory too. Is is Mr. Leary holding us accountable to our speeches, holding us accountable to our work, and I think for a lot of us in Upward Bound, that's kind of where uh, public speaking became kind of. It, it became ingrained in us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like I am. So I'm, I love that you're doing the podcast here, but I'm going to be real and honest back in high school. This is not something I could see you doing. Oh yeah. No, no, I, I agree. <laughs> not talk to people like this. No, you know? Yeah. So the fact that you are doing this right here, which is completely opposite of what you were and what you would have done back in high school. This tells me that the program did what it was intended. Yeah, I agree. Bam. There we go. I love it. <laughs> Ralph. And I love the summary that you gave Ralph. That's, that's amazing. Um, but the audience really wants to know more about you. After you graduated high school, I remember you and I, we went to Eastern for a little while. And uh, what came next after you for that? After that, well, I attended Eastern for about two years. I was studying for music, wanted to be a band that. director. Yeah, I remember um, that. But I actually started a family like halfway into my well, I want to say the first semester of my second year. Mm -hmm. um, I started a family. My son was was there, and he was born that very next January. And it was, it was hard to balance the two, you know, school versus taking care of the family. So eventually I ended up leaving school um, and started working full time. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of odd and end jobs, uh, did a stint in um, correction, being a correction officer there at Curry County Detention Center. I do remember that. I did that for about a year and a half. Um, after that, we moved to Farmington, where I did security at one of the casinos out there. Oh wow! Kind of got in. I kind of fell in love with security work. You know, okay. I loved it. Um, back in two thousand, I want to say two thousand six. Two thousand, yeah, two thousand six. I came to visit my mom out here in Phoenix because she had moved out here to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So I came to visit her, surprise her for her birthday, and I stayed out here for like two weeks. Uh huh. Fell in love with it in September. So um, you were completely in love with Phoenix. I was. I fell in love. The winter times out here are are amazing. So I hear. Um, it was it was great. So I stayed out here for two weeks and was like, you know what? After like three, after four days, I was like, let me put some applications in. Let me see if I can get a job. Yeah. Um, didn't get anything. So I ended up moving back to Clovis um, where I worked for Pizza Hut, you know, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. being a delivery driver just for, for now. And then I got a call from um, Esmeralda, who's a temp. He, she does uh, temp jobs for a deco, or at least she used to. Uh-huh. She's like, Amazon is hiring. Do you still want a job? I'm like, well, I'm in Clovis now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it out to you. She's like, well, I'll hold the spot for two weeks. If you can get out here, come see me, and uh, we'll get you to work. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. I packed up, flew back out here, drove back out here. 
uh, started working for uh, Amazon. I did that for about six months, and then the contract ended. So I got a different job working, again, odds and end warehouse jobs. And then she called me back um, early February. Hey, we're about to pick up again. Do you want another job? Yes. So I started working again for the temp agency. Uh-huh. After about three months, Amazon hired me on full time. Mm-hmm. So I did warehousing. I worked for Amazon for almost two years. Um, when I left there, I stayed in warehouse. And then I got into customer service. Um, big with uh, activator methods. They are a chiropractic firm. I stayed there for two years, mm-hmm. two years, and that started my my customer service journey. You know, I, that was that's where I wanted to be. You know, oh, because yeah. I like helping other people. I like making yeah. people feel better about a bad situation, mm-hmm. and that's how I ended up at Farmers. Wow. Uh, my main job at Farmers is I'm the first notice of loss. So if you get into an accident and you need to file a claim, bam, I'm, I'm one of any other CSAs that you would be talking to to get to. Ralph, wow. that's amazing. That the, the, the type of work that you've done that, that lets you, led you to customer service and being able to connect with people, I'm honestly not surprised. That, that's the type of person you are. You're, you're that person that reaches out or they reach out to you and you connect with them immediately. You find, you find connections and you make value out of that. Where people would call typically, right, a, a center and say, you know what, had a terrible experience. This person was not listening to me. But you seem to reach out or when they reach out to you, you, you make them feel comfortable and better about a situation that they're probably not very happy in. Yeah. Oh, we've had some very unhappy people. Um, and some of them, I mean, they, they were very unhappy and angry throughout the entire call. But mm-hmm. you got to understand. They're mad at the situation. They might be mad because you're on the other line, but they're not mad at you. So mm. let them be mad. It's allowed. Let them be mad. You know, that's my take. So they don't bother me until they start directing it at me. Then I have that conversation. But other than that, you can be as mad as you want to. As long as we can get through what we need to get through and get our job done, I call that a win. Absolutely. Can you tell the, talk to the audience a little bit about your college experience? The two years that you were at Eastern, how did you enjoy them? What did you like about it? The biggest thing that I liked the most was the freedom. You know, oh, freedom. I got, yeah, I got to build my schedule around how I wanted to do it. Mm. I'm a morning person. So all of my classes, I was in my classes and done before one o'clock most of the time. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm fitting in my classes. Most of the time I'm done by one o'clock and I got from one, I've got from one till I go to bed to be done with my, to do whatever I want with my day. So yeah. the freedom was the best part for me. Mm-hmm. But then you run into, uh, you still are meeting new people from different backgrounds and getting those interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was in heaven. I had freedom that I didn't have before. I got interactions and new people on a almost daily basis mm-hmm. when I didn't have that before. New experiences um, because marching band in college is a definite big difference than it is in high school. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I felt like in high school it was, it was more strenuous. Strenuous, you know, competitive, more- yeah. You know, college, it was, we were laid back, okay? Yeah. Do what you need to do, do <laughs> laid back about it. And it was yeah. awesome, you know? Yeah. But for me, and then, oh, of course, you got, you know, your fraternities and sororities. Sure. Interacting with those, but they weren't a big thing for me because I'm not one that always wants to fit in anyway. So joining mm-hmm. in a fraternity would be molding myself to fit there their criteria. Yeah. Eh, no, for me. I'll interact with y'all, hang out with you. We can go party and stuff together, but I don't know if I'm going to be joining much. Ralph, you always remind me of the person that likes to go off on their own path. You don't like to be molded by others. You like to not even set the mold. You just like to say, Hey, I'm on my path. If you want to follow cool. Uh, but I hope that you're learning from this path. Yep. 
even if it was the hardest one to travel. Yes. They, there has been paths that I have followed that if I had just listened to somebody else and did what they told me, I wouldn't have had the issues that I did. <laughs> if I did that, I wouldn't get the experience that I also right. gained from, from going through it. So it's a give and take. I like being, Absolutely. I like not being, I like being a nonconformist. And that's what I enjoy most about you, Ralph, that you're a nonconformist and that you always are, you always are a tra- trailblazer for others. Awesome. Thank you, Juan. Thanks, man. Absolutely. So college, you know, first two years, you liked it. Um, what, tell us about either what happened in that transition that you decided, you know what, it's time for me to give up college. I, I'll, I'll put a pause to it and do something else. For me, people like to say that after high school, college is your next thing. That's mm-hmm. the next yeah. thing for you. Yeah. That's what you need to strive for. I never liked school. I never did. I did it because from kindergarten to my senior year, that was my job. That's what I had to do. My job yeah. was to get up, go to school, get good grades, and go home. And but now, Ralph, I will say that you've always struck me as a studious type, that you've read a lot of books, you were so studious, you, were very no- you still are very knowledgeable, and from what I can recollect, that academics was, was a huge part of you. Academics came naturally. I yeah. did. I'm. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm probably the laziest student you've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be real. I mean, there's a reason why my dad set me up with upper bound. It wasn't yeah. because you know, I, he wanted me to have the experience. He needed. He wanted me to get the help. I was lazy. I hated. I hated homework. There was. Oh. I wouldn't do homework. Like I said before. I mean, as long as I got you know, A's and B's on my tests. I didn't care about the homework. I really didn't, you know? So especially, oh my goodness, especially in math, math was such an easy thing for me to grasp. It mm-hmm. took me very little time. So I didn't feel the need to go home and spend 45 minutes doing uh, 40 work, 40, 40 problems. Why? Yeah. I could spend 45 <laughs> minutes doing something else, yeah. you know, studying, no, I did. I hated studying. My studying was done the night before the class, before the test. <laughs> they weren't cramming, but that's yeah. what worked for me. Yeah, you know, I I hated it. You know, so when I got, I wanted to do. I wanted, I wanted something different. The college mm-hmm. experience for me was for me to find out what I wanted mm-hmm. and what I liked. Mm-hmm. I loved bands growing up. Band, I started in sixth grade, so band naturally was something I liked. So I felt that if going to college, studying band, it would help me get through the, the academic portion of it and get through it yeah. so I can continue to do what I liked. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, my I'm not really cut out for school and probably not going to be doing this much longer kind of played through and I felt like for me it was it was time for me to do something different you know time for me to find my niche my skill you know I'm passionate about music and I love music but I don't want to spend four years or for a music professional five to six years oh yeah learning learning this um, stuff to then go and teach it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, finding a, a skill or finding a career in something that you are not only passionate about, but enjoy more. I think that is what struck me. And I think mainly that's why when my son was born, it was easy for me to say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and table this college discussion Mm-hmm. And try this again at some other point. I want to go, you know. I'm I'm going to go live life. I'm going to go work, and I'm yes. going to go take care of them. You know. Right so that's that's where it went for me. And that's very admirable, Ralph. I think that when students choose to stop or decide that it's time to try something else, that's a really a good moment for them to uh, follow the path that they really want to see and and develop into. And uh, that is certainly very 
it, it definitely speaks to your character, right? You, you want to break from the mold and not continue being part of a mold. Does that make sense? Yes. I think, you know, college, they, they're right. College is not for everybody. But that doesn't mean that everybody can't try it. Yeah. You know, yeah. the biggest thing is don't knock it till you try it. You know, maybe high school isn't your thing. Okay. Because high school, going to high school is different than going to college. Okay. It is structured so much differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe getting out of the, the typical humdrum of high school and getting into college where you literally, you build your own schedule. What works for you? You set that up, try it. Okay. And I mean, what's, what's one more year, you know, if, if you don't like it after that year and you can't find any value in continuing, you're still not hurt in the long run. It's early enough that you probably don't have, you know, thousands of dollars in debt, but you also have some understanding of what you probably might want to do. So you can still go out there and pick up a trade, pick up another skill and still build you a life with that. Yeah. I like that, Ralph. That's really good. Talk to us about your role models who served as an inspiration to you. My biggest inspiration was my dad. My dad was my biggest inspiration. Um, he was military, military man, you know, he retired after 32, like 30, after 30 years, 30 plus years, he retired from the Air Force, but every day he got up at five o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh. He went for for a mile run, came home. Um, at times he would cook breakfast. Other times he'd just wake us up, get us where we needed to go, come home, cook dinner, help us with homework that we needed, study. He would study after all of that. Really? He would come in and study for uh-huh. either his next promotion or for, you know, schooling that he was going into, mm-hmm. you know, while he was outside of that. And then he still found the time to show us, you know, that loving father, you know, yeah. from working on, football skills, basketball skills, baseball drills, um, taking us to um, in, in interacting with us, laughing with us, playing, you know, games with us. My dad, while he spent a lot of time in the military and doing a lot for this country, mm-hmm. um, he still – made it where made it known that he loved us. Oh, that's great. I've got so many memories, so many things, you know, and then my mom as well as another one, she, man, she didn't go to college right after school. She was married. Mm -hmm. You know, she had a family. She had to manage a household. She was, Oh, at 20 years of age, she was away. She was out of the only country she had ever known and was Mm -hmm. in a whole new country. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where she was the minority, couldn't speak with everybody that she encountered. Mm -hmm. So she learned how to speak Japanese on her own. She taught herself. She didn't go to school. She taught herself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after we got back to the States, she worked overtime. She went to school. She put herself through school, you know, she got through school, she worked, she was still able to feed us, she was still able to attend all of our uh, extracurricular activities, Mm -hmm. and between the three of us, me and my two brothers, and all the sports, athletics, Boy Scouts, this, that, and the other, there was a lot, you know, so both of my parents being able to, one, improve their own life situation okay while making sure that they took care of their family is a big inspiration to me awesome that's great to hear Ralph. and thank you so much for opening up and sharing that part of us uh, part with the with the audience uh so what do you see what what's coming up for you next ralph what what's next for you oh you know what i don't I don't see what's coming up for me. You know, I'm, I'm currently building 
my skill set within my job. Um, and I'm thinking of a new career within the within my job network. But I find that where I'm at right now, as long as I can continue to improve and build on my skills where I'm at, mm-hmm. I can look at what's going to happen later on. You know, my biggest focus now is I've got a junior in high school who needs to prepare himself for what he wants to do going forward, you know? So, and I've got me a, I got me a new freshman who's also going to start because now her grades start mattering. Yeah. So I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about what I'm going to be doing five or 10 years down the road. You know, okay. I'm happy where I'm at right now. Okay. Are there any goals that you still wish to see accomplished? For myself, yes. I want to, the one goal that I want for myself is to have my own, have my own home right. that I'm paid for, that I'm paid, that I'm paid, that is paid, that is mine, and be able to take my kids to Okinawa, where I grew up. That's awesome. I would love to be able to do that. That's awesome, Ralph. Well, I think we're at the end of our podcast, Ralph. I want to first say how much I appreciate you being on here and to be able to reminisce and discuss the memories with you in Upper Bound. Um, What are some parting words of wisdom or uh, words of encouragement to either current Upper Bound students that may be be from outside of Eastern New Mexico or maybe attending the ENMU Upper Bound program now or words of encouragement to Upper Bound staff or TRIO staff? So to the students, what I would want to what I want to say to you guys is never give up. Okay, don't. If somebody says you can't do it, prove them wrong. Okay, know what, do what makes you happy. Okay, you want to try new things, try new things. If you want to stay in your in your little bubble, you you're not gonna want to do that. Okay, yeah. you're not you're not going to because you're not going to experience all that life can have, all that life can offer, okay? Step outside. It doesn't have to be a big step, okay? Take it small. Talk to somebody that you don't know at the grocery store. Say hello, strike up a conversation. Small little things, you know? Strike up a conversation with the person checking you out at the grocery store, you know? You probably won't see that person again Mm -hmm. unless you're shopping at the store on a regular. So you've got (laughs) nothing to lose. Right. Okay. Step out, you know, explore, try new things. Okay. And never, never give up to the staff patience. Okay. We are children. We are not, we, we know everything. There's nothing you can teach us. I promise you, but know that once we grow up, we will remember you. Okay. Patient, teach what you can. Okay. Be there for the student. We will remember and we will love you for it. No matter how hard you were on us, we will. That's awesome. I love that. Any words of, uh, to Doris who might be listening? Doris, I love you. Thank you so very much for taking that time to sit down and talk to me and bring me into Upper Bounds. I loved every, every single moment of it. And Susan, I don't want to forget you. Because, Susan, you were there when when Doris finally said she was done and moving on. You picked it up, and there was no change. You kept us there. And I love everything that you guys did for us. Thank you. So, Ralph, doing a quick shout-out for the Eastern New Mexico University Trio Upward Bound, former staff Susan Cramp and Doris Anaya. Ralph, yeah. it was such a pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, we need to con- keep catching up like this, even through video conference and just phone calls or whatever. I'm on the other end, man. And I know I need to also do a better job of following up as well. Man, I'm, I'm happy that I was able to do this with you. Thank you for the invitation. And we definitely will be, will we, we will be doing this more often. Oh, yes. Just- I'm going to have you on the podcast again. <laughs> I love it, man. I can't wait. Fantastic. And that was Ralph Parson III joining us for Let's Talk Trio. Are you a participant, alum, or staff of a Trio program? Do you want your program highlighted? 
you or your program could be featured in an upcoming episode of Let's Talk Trio. Get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page or Instagram and send us a direct message. Search for Let's Talk Trio. We want to get your story to the public. What a great episode with Ralph Parson III, Trio alum of Upward Bound at Eastern New Mexico University. Ralph, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for so, uh, and thank you for sharing your experiences and really having a good message for the staff and the students. Uh, and it was just a really great episode to reminisce with Ralph. Uh, I like sitting back and just being able to remember and call and really think about how far the Upper Bound programs have come, uh, especially serving uh, first-generation low-income students. And we continue to tell these stories, uh, share these stories, so people outside of Upper Bound or outside of TRIO know how, what their money is going into is investing in these programs that really provide a lot of hope for students. So Ralph, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'd like to take a moment to thank our podcast team, John Russell, our audio engineer and music composer, Amelia Castañeda, our marketing manager and producer, Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. Honorary members of Let's Talk Trio include Scott Kendall, Roger Chambers, and Tony Ho. Remember, you can request to be on the podcast. We'd like to feature your story, so please send us an email at letstalktrio at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Student Access and Angelica Villalpando. You too can be a sponsor. Go over to Patreon, sign up for a sponsorship. You can choose any dollar amount and be a monthly sponsor to our podcast. It really helps cover a lot of basic expenses for our podcast and you help make sure that the podcast keeps going. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.